It's great to be here. I know I say it every time I come up here. I love being at church on a Sunday morning. I love being in the presence of God with all you beautiful people. And this morning I get to just share some things that God's shown me from the Word of God. And I want to share it with you. This year, Pastor Jim um, told us that it's going to be a year for us as a church and as individuals to be stretched and be strengthened. And you know, the stretching part's a bit out. <laughs> because I remember as a child growing up and having pains in my legs, and you might not believe it, but my mum says it was because I was growing taller. <laughs> I obviously didn't have the pains for very much. But they were sore, and sometimes stretching is sore. But with God, the stretching and the stretching of us is to strengthen us. And just like the children that we saw running out to rise kids this morning, they'll grow and we'll watch them grow and they'll soon become rise youth, then young adults and then fully grown adults. So as we are with God. God is looking for us to grow. He's, and just the kids that we watched, well probably their physical body will stop growing when they get to about 17, 18. But their minds will continue to grow right through adulthood and it'll mature as they get older believe me I think I'm more wise and more mature than I was maybe 10, 20, 30 years ago but God it's the same for us with God and God wants us to continually grow and spirit, spiritually and into wisdom and maturity and that's never going to stop he wants us to keep growing until we get to heaven so today I'm going to read to you from 1 Samuel 25, and it's quite a long reading, 14, verses 14 to 35, but I need to give you a wee bit of background, because prior to the part we're going to read, David had sent his men to a man called Nabal to ask him if he would share his food and provisions with David's men. Now, he reminded Nabal that previously David's men had protected all his flocks and all his servants. But Nabal, being known for his meanness and his cruelty, refused. And he sent away, calling them a band of outlaws. When they told this to David, he was absolutely furious. He got his sword on, told his men to get his sword on, and he declared that before that day was ended, he was going to annihilate Nabal and all the males from his household. So we're going to start reading from verse 14 in the New Living Translation. It says, Meanwhile, one of Nabal's servants went to Abigail and told her, David sent messages, messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, but he screamed insults to them. These men have been very good to us, and we never suffered any harm from them. Nothing was stolen from us the whole time they were with us. In fact, the day and night they went, they were like a wall of protection to us and the sheep. You need to know this and figure out what to do. For there's going to be trouble for our master and his whole family. He's so ill-tempered that no one can even talk to him. Abigail wasted no time. She quickly gathered 200 loaves of bread, two wineskins full of wine, five sheep that had been slaughtered, nearly a bushel of roasted grain, a hundred clusters of raisins, hundred fig cakes, she packed them and the donkeys and sent her servants and said, go ahead, I will follow shortly. But she didn't tell her husband Nabal what she was doing. 
And as she was riding her donkey into the mountain ravine, she saw David and his men coming towards her. David had just been saying a lot of good it did to help that fellow. We protected his flocks in the wilderness and nothing he owned was lost or stolen. But he has repaid me evil for good. May God strike me and kill me if even one man of his household is still alive tomorrow morning. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed low before him. She fell to his feet, to his feet and said, I accept all blame in this matter, my Lord. Please listen to what I have to say. I know Nabal is a wicked and ill-tempered man. Please don't pay any attention to him. He is a fool, just as his name suggests. But I never even saw the young men you sent. Now my word, now my Lord, as surely as the Lord lives, and you yourself live, since the Lord has kept you from murdering and taking vengeance into your own hands, let all your enemies and those who try to harm you be as cursed as Nabal is. And here is a present that I, your servant, have brought to you and your young men. Please forgive me if I have offended you in any way. The Lord will surely reward you with a lasting dynasty, for you are fighting the Lord's battles, and you have not done wrong throughout your entire life. Even when you are chased by those who seek to kill you, your life is safe in the care of the Lord your God, secure in his treasure pouch. But the lives of your enemies will disappear like like stones shot from a sling. When the Lord had done all he promised, he has promised and has made you leader of Israel, don't let this be a blemish on your record. Then your conscience won't have to bear the staggering burden burden of needless bloodshed and vengeance. And when the Lord had done these great things for you, please remember me, your servant. David replied to Abigail, Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you to meet me today. Thank God for your good sense. Bless you for keeping me from murder and from carrying out vengeance with my own hands. For I swear by the Lord, the God of Israel, who has kept me from hurting you, that if you had not hurried out to meet me, not one of Nabal's men would still be alive tomorrow morning. Then David accepted her present and told her, Return home in peace. I have heard what you've said. We will not kill your husband. This morning, I want to share with you three areas that God showed me, and it's areas that I believe God wants us all to grow in. It's what God wants for us, because God wants us to step up and be the adult. In a society where nobody wants to take any responsibility for anything, nobody wants to take the blame for anything, Nobody wants to have any rules. God is saying to us, church, it's time for you to step up and be the adult. Step up and take responsibility. When the servant came to Abigail, she could quite easily have shrugged him off. She could have said, don't talk to me about Nabal. I'm his wife. I live with him. I know how mean he is. Don't talk to me about him. She could have ignored the servant, and the next day, her husband and all the males of the household would have been slaughtered. But she stepped up, and she took responsibility, not for even her own actions, but she took responsibility for Nabal's actions. 
And church, it's time for us to step up and take responsibility for our own lives. Be responsible for your life. Be responsible for your health, physical, mentally. Be responsible for your finances. Be responsible for your relationships. It's time for us to step up. Okay, we don't have control over everything, but we have some control and there are things that we can do to improve in all those areas and we need to take that action. It's time to step up and take responsibility. Be an adult in our own lives. But it's also time to step, to step up and take responsibility for others. You know, a few weeks ago, Pastor Jim spoke about the body and how we're all connected. One parts, if one part's hurting, the other parts feel it. It's time for us to take responsibility for one another. It's not one person's place in the church. It's not the pastor. It's not the church house group leader. It's not their full responsibility to make sure that we're all healthy and we're all cared for. We've got a responsibility to take care of one another. We need to get to know each other. It's easy for us all to like come into church and we've got people that we've done life with for years and we really know them. But God wants us to reach out and get to know one another. It's time to take up responsibility for one another this morning. We need to take responsibility for our church. You know, this morning, you are new life. I am new life and new life is you and it's new life is me. We are the church here at New Life. And it's not the pastor's sole responsibility to make sure that we are healthy, that we're a healthy church. Because you see, pastors come and pastors go. And I know that we've had pastor here for a long time, but reality is pastors don't last forever. And we need to take some responsibility for making New Life a healthy church. It's not the responsibility of the Assembly Council to make sure that we keep this building in great order. It's not their responsibility to make sure the bills get paid. We all have to take some responsibility. I thank God for the Assembly Council here. I know they're godly men and women and they make wise decisions. And I know we've waited a long time for the toilets, but they have agonised over that for years because they have a limited amount of money and things sometimes cost more, but they have done their best and thank God maybe next week or soon we'll have some nice ladies toilets but that's not the only decisions when the oil bill comes in they're the people that see it they're the people that discuss it but it's time for us all to take a bit of responsibility for the church here at New Life it's time for us to commit we need to commit to one another and commit to church you know this morning we need to take responsibility for the ministries that we have in the church this morning Thank God for Rise Kids, and you saw the kids all running out this morning. But what you don't know is that Gillian couldn't be here this morning, and most of your team couldn't be here this morning. So Heather, the super sub, stepped up. In the car park, Derek was meant to be here, but he's ill and couldn't come. So Scott, the super sub, stepped up. We need more people to serve in church, and we need to take responsibility for the ministries. And it's time for us to ask ourselves, will I step up and take responsibility for the running of a Sunday? Not just a Sunday, but we have New Life Diamonds Trust. New Life Trust Diamonds, we've got Little Angels. It's time for us to say, 
I'm going to step up and I'm going to take responsibility. What can I do to step up and help? What can I do to step up and support? It's time to take responsibility. It's time to take responsibility for the state of society. Do you know we're the people of God this morning? We sang it. There's a lion in my lungs. It's roaring. But it's no good at just roaring here. Do you know there's laws get passed in our land that are ungodly? And we hear about them once it's done and dusted. But it's time for us to take responsibility. There's a government website. You can look there and you can see what they're planning and what they're proposing. And we've got a voice. And it's time for us to step up to be a voice. It's time to join voices that are saying, no, this is not right. I'm not agreeing with this. And all you have to do sometimes is add your name to a survey. If there's so many people sign a survey, it can stop a bill getting put forward in Parliament. But it's time for us, the people of God, to step up. Edmund Burke said, all that is required for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Martin Luther King said, to ignore evil is to become an accomplice to it. Church, it's time to step up and take responsibility. But Abigail didn't just stand up and take responsibility. She stepped up and she took action. She didn't waste time. She didn't run to her husband and say, what have you done? She didn't run to her sister and her friends and say, what should I do? She stepped up and she took immediate action. She was decisive. You see, she had grown in wisdom over the years and could think for herself. I'm quite sure it wasn't the first time that Abigail had to go and sort out problems that Nabal had started. I'm sure she'd learned how to deal with things from experience. And you know, God knows you this morning. He, goes, he knows every single thing about you. He knows the number of hairs in your head. And he knows what your strengths are and he knows what your weaknesses are. But this morning he's saying, will you step up and grow? He wants you to grow in your weaknesses. He wants you to grow in your strengths. He wants you to grow in every area of your life. He wants you to grow in the situations that you face. Everyone of us has trials. Everyone of us has troubles from time to time. And God doesn't cause these things. God doesn't cause your disappointments. It doesn't cause your unhappiness. It doesn't cause your sickness, your pain, your hurts. But he'll use them for his good. He'll use them to grow you and bring you to maturity. And as I was thinking about that, it's getting to the time of year and every we get a paper on a Saturday and there's always a big gardening part. And this is getting near the time when you buy your grow bags. And every year I say, I'm going to buy my grow bag and I'm going to grow my potatoes. And I've not done it yet. But you know, God wants to turn your situations that you're facing, the storms that you find yourself in, he wants to turn them into grow bags. Growth areas, areas where you will grow spiritually and grow in maturity. And as I was thinking about that, I think, you know, you can put the potatoes, it comes with everything. It comes with good soil. The soils get the nutrients that are needed for the potatoes to grow. And those potatoes grow. Jim came in and gave me some wee pods once and I put them in my garden and they grew potatoes. The difference between the potatoes and us is God gives us a choice. It gives us a choice whether we'll grow in the situations 
or whether we'll stay where we are and go back. But God's saying to you this morning, will you step up? Will you take action? It's time to step up and take action because God wants you to flourish in the seasons of drought. He wants you to bear fruit in seasons of barrenness. He wants you to know deep joy in times of sorrow. And he wants you to know peace in the midst of your storms. This morning, let me ask you a question. Over the past year, have you grown? Have you grown this year? Have you grown over the past couple of years? It's now time to get up, step up and spring into action. No, because for almost two years we've been through a season that's like no other season we've ever experienced in our life. And I'm a good age, so I have known times of war, like when Britain went to war in the Falklands. I've known times when it was the Iraqi war, the Afghanistan war. I've known a time when there was a big tsunami that killed thousands of people. And I lived through them, but they didn't really impact me because they happened so far away. But these last two years, the season of COVID, I was in and it impacted my life. But it was a time for me to grow because it was a time for me to learn that I can trust God. That, that yeah, it was scary, but I'm trusting God and God will bring me through it. In every area of our life, every situation we face, we need to grow to know that this season is going to pass. God's for me. God's with me and he'll bring me through it. So it's time to step up and take action. I said earlier, you are New Life and New Life Church is your New Life Church and New Life Church is you. Where can you step up into action this morning? Do you know our creche hasn't opened yet because we don't have enough children's workers? Stewarding, some of our stewards do three out of four weeks because we don't have enough stewards. And there's other areas but is there something this morning you could do to step up and take action? Get involved, step up and take action. But finally this morning, if I had went on in the paragraph, you'd have learned that Nabal took a stroke the next day when Abigail told him what he'd done, what she'd done, and he then died about 10 days later. And at that time, King David heard about it and he extended his favour to Abigail and his goodness and he took her to be his wife. As well as stepping up and taking responsibility this morning and taking action, we need to step up and receive the favour and the goodness of God. 1 Peter 2 and 9 says, You are a chosen people. You are a royal priest. A holy nation, God's very own possession. And as, as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness and into his light. Somewhere in my past, quite a while ago, I was 19, I took responsibility for my life and for my future. And I accepted Jesus Christ as my saviour. And that day I became a Christian I became God's own possession. And that day I stepped up to receive his favour and his goodness and his blessing. But for so many years, I didn't live in God's favour or his blessings. Because you see, the day that I stepped up to take responsibility, 
I received salvation and I received an assurance that I was going to heaven. And that's what I lived in. I lived with that for years. When really that day, God had actually given me his favor. He'd given me his goodness. And if Abigail had went to King David that day to plead with him to save her family and her husband, and he hadn't given her favor until Nabal was dead, it wouldn't have been very helpful. Her family, the men in her household, were all depending in David's favor that day. But some of us, I wonder this morning, are you living knowing that you've got the favor of God with you? It's yours. Do you know that you've got the goodness of God in your life? You don't have to wait till you get to heaven for God to say, well done. It's actually, his favor is there for you today. That verse I read said, you are, lost my place here now. It says, you are God's very own possession. Craig Thompson, Lorraine Gilchrist, Ellen Mitchell, Archie, Emma, Tracy, Jane, Zara, Callum, Sean. You're God's own possession. Everyone is here this morning is God's own possession. Do you know, he delights in you this morning. God is here. And last week somebody said to me, three words, Father loves you. He loves you this morning. He's called you this morning. You're his own possession. And I don't know about you. I know what I'm like with my own. I know what I feel like when mine are hurting. I know what mine are feeling like when they've lost something or when I haven't seen them for a while. God knows you that much. He loves you even more than that. You're his own possession. And this morning he's looking for you to step up, receive the favor of the king, receive his goodness, and then to step up and take responsibility for revealing that goodness to the others around us. Do you know this morning, God is here and he loves us. And it's time for us to make that decision. The sun's shining. As you drove up the drive this morning for a while, you've seen the shoots. I've, I've seen them. I come here throughout the week and I see the wee, bud, the wee sort of stalks coming up. And this morning's the first time I saw some daffodils on the end of the stalks. This morning, it's spring. There's a verse that says, the winter is past. Behold, the news come. It's a new day for us, but it's a time for us to step up. And yeah, two years have been horrible. They've been hard in different ways. But this is a new day. We're coming out of that season. That season's going to come to an end. And God's staying this morning to us, will you step up and take responsibility? Will you step up and take action? Will you step up and receive God's favor and God's goodness? I'd love to say to you this morning that if you don't step up and take responsibility or if you don't take action, you'll not have God's goodness and favor. But nah, that's not what God's like. You'll still have his goodness and you'll still have his favor because he loves you. But you're here this morning and maybe you've never accepted Jesus. Maybe you've never had that opportunity. Maybe you've never heard that he loves you. You can do that this morning. So I'm going to ask everybody just to close their eyes and bow their head. This morning, if that's you, if you have never experienced the love of Jesus Christ, if you've never known him 
and accepted him as your saviour, but you'd like to do that this morning, would you please just lift your hand? There's nobody watching, nobody looking. There's just me that'll see it, me and you. Maybe this morning you're deciding that you're going to step up. God knows where you need to step up. For some, you maybe need to step up and take responsibility for your own life. Maybe you've got struggles, maybe you do struggle with your physical health. Maybe you struggle with your finances. Maybe you've got addictions that you're struggling with. But there's help there for you. Abigail had to humble herself and bow before Jesus, bow before David when she went there. This morning you need to maybe humble yourself and say, I'm struggling in this area. Can you help me? I'm just going to pray. Father God, we just thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your kindness and your goodness. We thank you, Lord, that your desire for us is that we would step up and be who you planned and purposes to be. I pray for every person here this morning, Lord. I pray that, Lord, they will take your word and that they will allow you to work through them, Lord, to bring to fulfillment the purpose and the plan that you have for their lives, Lord. We give you praise and glory. Amen.